Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is The Good Life. Food, wine, and all the good things of life. Now, here's the host of The Good Life, Guy Bauer. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program. I'm glad you're here. I hope you had a great week. And, hey... Before we get too far into the program, I got to remind you that uh, my WSU uh, wine class is not wine this cycle. Uh, the class starts on October 2nd, 7 and 9 p.m., and we're going to do America's Whiskey Kentucky Bourbon. Uh, you get seven bourbons, all of them high quality, and I'll tell you how the history, mystery, and lore of bourbon making. We'll have bourbons from some of the best producers. We'll taste them all together. And you will drive carefully on your way home. It's $89 a piece, or if there's two of you, it's only $159. You can learn more at WSU uh, Community Education website, or uh, the number's not on here, and I can't remember anything. But again, October 2nd, it's a Monday, 7 to 9. We'll probably be done by 8.30. Uh, America's Whiskey, Kentucky Bourbon. you got to be a part of that. It'll be a hoot. And it, by the way, hurry, it's almost sold out. Uh, got a book that it doesn't have much in the way of recipes, although you'll read it and get hungry and want to make some of these. Uh, or better yet, you'll want to jump in the car and go to your favorite Asian restaurant. Uh, my guest today is Grace Lynn. Grace Lynn is a, uh, well, I can't wait to hear the story, but she's an award-winning, best-selling author, a lot of kids' books, uh, and if you go to gracelynn.com, there's just so much information there, especially if you got kids. There's uh, there's videos, there's activities. It's just, it's really kind of cool. Uh, but more importantly, since 2004, she's been collecting information and research about Chinese menus. And the book is entitled Chinese Menu, The History, Myths, and Legends Behind Your Favorite Foods. So it's a an American-Chinese kind of a uh, overview. And we'll talk about whether it's Chinese-American or American-Chinese. But uh, more importantly, Grace Lynn's a talented author and put together a really cool book. Grace, welcome to The Good Life. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. And I have to ask you, I'm a sucker for photos. But I like high-quality, fun art, and you have an art background. Did you do all the drawings? Yes. I actually am an illustrator as well as an author, and all the pictures in the book are done by me. Wow. That's so cool. Okay, so let's start with 
where do we begin? I know we won't have enough time, but let's say, uh, tell us a little about your background. What led you into putting together books and supporting children? And then we'll talk about food. Sure. So uh, most people know me as a children's book author and illustrator. I've been publishing uh, for kids for a very, very long time. Uh, my first book was published in 1999, and I write and illustrate books for kids all the way uh, from uh, board books, babies, you know, those, those thick paper ones that they can chew on, all the way to maybe sixth or seventh grade. I write novels. Uh, most people, if you have kids um, who are a little like in elementary school, they might know my book, uh, Where the Mountain Meets the Moon. Um, and if they are picture book age, they might know my book, A Big Moon Cake for Little Star. So uh, I love children's books. It's my passion. I The reason why I love children's books so much is because as a book lover myself, uh, those are the books that have made the most impression on me, the ones that I love and and remember so much of the books that I read when I was a child. So that's why I kind of want to make those same kind of books. Well, it, it, uh, when I look, uh, I mean, the ugly vegetable book, and I looked at some of the illustrations and uh, Ling and Ting, I, I'm guessing from looking at that, that that is uh, about twins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the year of the dog, you mentioned where the mountain meets the moon. Uh, really cool children's book, and I I think they're all available on Amazon. If you have kids and you want to share some interesting reading and fun illustrations, um, then we get to food, and you and I both mm-hmm. uh, probably like to eat. And some of my fondest childhood memories were in one of the finest Asian restaurants in Miami, Florida, and they mm. started with. You sat down and they brought you tea. And I thought, well, that's, yes, that's different. And then you got to order all this exotic stuff and the aromas and the sizzling plates. And then you finished with maybe some little cookies or, you know, fortune cookie, blah, blah, blah. But what I really like, and I think you did too, was a fresh plate of sliced oranges. Yes. You yes. know? So I go. That seems like the perfect ending, right? <laughs> yeah. But for a little kid, I think, well, you know, I'd sit there have like a chocolate uh, chocolate bar or a piece of cake. <laughs> but when you had that, and maybe I don't think it was the sweetness of the fortune cookies, which were probably obligatory back then, but not something you really want to make as a dessert. But maybe it's just the 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 salt and the seasoning and the spice of the Asian food that we just ate that makes the orange tastes so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I, I agree. It's just like a, a, a wonderful palate cleanser at the end of the yeah. meal. Well, and let's talk about this just for a minute before we dive into the book. If I remember right, I read something in the book about, uh, and I've seen it in some of our Asian restaurants where they will have a, a small table set up, and I think it's for, for New Year's, and there'll be some candles and maybe a Buddha and and, and some big, beautiful oranges. It, it's <laughs> yes. You'll probably talk about like little altars. So a lot of a lot of um, Chinese restaurants have like little altars, um, and yes, and they'll put, might put oranges in front, especially at Lunar New Year, because oranges symbolize um, gold and wealth and good fortune. So they're trying to like call wealth and good fortune to their restaurant by doing that. That's so cool. Okay, now the book. 
to come up with this idea is brilliant. We all have, those of us who enjoy Chinese restaurants or whatever, and looking at a menu, and I, I should have brought my Great Wall menu from out in Andover, Kansas here, because it's so fun that, you know, they don't give you much of a description about what you're getting. So if you don't know Hunan, Szechuan, Mushu pork, uh, you might be confused. But the, then you think, oh, we're having real Chinese food. Not quite, huh? No, not quite. But that doesn't mean that it's bad at all. It's not. Don't make a judgment on it just because it's not quite the same food that you have you would have in China. Uh, so this book, uh, Chinese Menu, it tells the stories and myths behind your favorite uh, American Chinese food. So all the food that we eat here in, in the United States that we call Chinese food um, is all food that has roots in China or in Asia, uh, but they are not quite the same dishes that, that you would get in, in China or in Asia. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the whole purpose of this book, though, is to kind of show the, uh, these roots and hopefully give a little bit more respect to this food that we're eating. Well, and we here in the United States in the restaurant business are notorious for taking ethnic food and keeping it similar, keeping it sort of true to nature, but but then oftentimes it gets, uh, as time goes on, it gets moved around and it's, well, like you said, there's there's Asian restaurants that will bring you a steak and potato, but with Asian <laughs> yes. flair. Um, yes. So that would, so um, this is actually something my copy editor told me, uh, that in my book, I talk about American Chinese food. Uh, so this is Chinese food that has been influenced by the palates of Americans. Whereas if you said Chinese American food, that would be American food, like the steak and potatoes that was influenced by Chinese palates. So that's why it's like American Chinese food versus Chinese American food. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's a little confusing, but it's fun. No, it's not. It's the way it should be. Um <laughs> you learn a lot about the book just looking at the table of contents. One, it's peppered with beautiful illustrations. It's laid out kind of like the meal would come to you. Uh, chopsticks, tea, appetizers, soup, side orders, chef specials, and desserts. Um, and you can look at this, and I went through, I've got a bunch of yellow stickies sticking out of the book. Um but I think let's start before we get into some of the food items that that are my favorites. Let's talk about chopsticks. I'm not good at it. I can do it, but especially when it comes to rice, I'm really not good. Tell us a little bit about the the lore and the history of chopsticks and the, some of the stories of how they may have come about. Sure, and I completely uh, understand and sympathize with your chopsticks woes. I actually do not use chopsticks well either. Um, both of my parents were immigrants from Taiwan, and we use chopsticks every day uh, at dinner. So, so you'd think that I would be able, I would be like a master at using chopsticks, but I'm not. And that's because my parents never actually sat down and showed me how to use them. I think they just 
thought I would learn by osmosis. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I just grab the sticks and I can get the food to my mouth, definitely. And I can eat with them. But uh, many, many uh, friend, colleague and uh, relatives have pointed out that I hold chopsticks wrong. But um, whenever I try to hold it correctly, I can't seem to eat eat right. So, so I hold my chopsticks wrong, but at least I can eat. <laughs> so you were asking about the different stories behind chopsticks. So uh, chopsticks, um, there's many different origin stories. And in the book, um, I include two different origin stories. Uh, one is a very heroic origin story where it talks about you the great, which was this great emperor who stopped the Yellow River from flooding, but to stop the Yellow River from flooding, he had to do this huge irrigation and trenching system, you know, back when they didn't have machines. So he himself was working on the trenches in, at the Yellow River day after day after day. And uh, because he was so dedicated to the job, one day while his food was cooking, um, he was called down to called down to fix something uh, down the river. And he was so hungry, he grabbed his food and he tried to eat it with his hands but it was too hot so he yanked two sticks from a branches nearby as he ran and he ate with those two sticks as he ran and that is how chopsticks were invented um, according to that legend the other legend is one which is completely opposite which is talks about uh, a very non-heroic it's about um, a emperor and his concubine I guess in case uh, listeners don't know what a concubine is, we'll just say, for lack of a better word, like a girlfriend to the to the emperor. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and this emperor was very, very um, cruel and very selfish, and he was also very picky about his food. And whenever his food was served to him at not the right temperature, he would get so angry he would have the chefs killed. Now, his girlfriend, who was no, not that great of a person either, but she didn't like getting her, she didn't like the chefs being killed either. And so one day, uh, they were bringing the food to the emperor, and she saw that it was too hot. So she quickly took the two jade hair sticks out of her hair and picked up the food with her jade hair sticks and blew on it. And she smiled at him seductively so that it would be, to, so she, she could get him to wait until it was the right temperature and then fed him with them. <laughs> and they say <laughs> that is the other way of how chopsticks were invented. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, really interesting. Um, we're going to come back and we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about tea because I just can't, can't, ever forget this beautiful ornate relatively small teapot uh comes to the table in the beginning i think sometimes we had it at the end too but and, and the aromas coming from this were nothing like the the tea that we drank at home and it was jasmine mm. tea oh it just brings oh, back fun memories yeah uh my guest today uh, has put together a book called chinese menu the history myths and legends behind your favorite fruits grace lind is a a magnificent illustrator, a kid's book author, and there's so many fun things to do with your kids at gracelyn.com. Go look at the uh, the books, the activities, visits, uh, the videos. There's just all kinds of fun stuff. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the food and dispel or enhance some of the memories of the names of Asian cuisine. I'm Guy Bauer. It's a good life. I'm glad you're with us. I hope you stick around. We'll be right back.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.